but it's more important to connect, to be transparent, open, and real uh, with each and every customer that you possibly can. If we can all uh, be more connected with, you know, the end user, the end consumer, or each business, if you do this business to business work, um, you know, we start to really, really change uh, the shape of, of, of the world that way. Welcome to the My Future Business Show, where we get you in front of your best audience and keep you there. Not only are we interviewing the biggest names in business to help you become even more successful, we're inviting you to book your spot on the show to help you grow your business. So at the end of the call, make sure you fill in the interview application form at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. Hi, and welcome back to the My Future Business Show. My name is Rick Nusky. I hope you're doing well no matter where you are in this big, wide, wonderful world of ours today. Now, on the line, I'm with the wonderful Rocky Candola. Welcome to the show, Rocky. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Rick. Yes, absolutely. Now, Rocky and I were just speaking briefly off the call about uh, his past, and we're going to be talking a lot about that. We're going to be talking about the fact that he's a graduate of philosophy, and I'd like to learn more about that with you, Rocky, in terms of how you perceive life and uh, how it affects your behaviour and those around you that... uh, uh, that you work with and, and help to create better uh, lives for themselves. Now, on today's call, Rocky, we're obviously going to be talking about how you can move beyond your past to create a life that you want with your business. But I think it's important to give context to um, just how um, interesting your life's journey has been to this point. I'm wondering if you can start off by sharing a little bit uh, about yourself with the My Future Business audience. Yeah, definitely. So um, as you said, my name is Rocky Singh Candola. Um, I'm currently 34 years old now living in Los Angeles. Um, I was born in, in New York. My parents are first generation directly from India. Um, and my father moved us pretty quickly down south to Mississippi when I was roughly four years old. Um, with no Indian families and no none of our family around either, uh, we kind of quickly got into, um, you know, just being a part of the culture and the lifestyle down there. Uh, which was the opposite of what um, an Indian parent would want, which would be stay home, study, uh-huh. uh, hit, hit the books, hit the books. <laughs> uh, for me, it was more be out and about, see people, meet friends, hop on a bicycle at eight years old and drive across town and, and go to a girl's house or go to a, a party or a gathering or a get-together, mm-hmm. uh, playing sports and, and everything outdoors. Um, so from a young age, I started being sent around to military schools and boot camps, uh, one of which uh, Paris Hilton recently did a documentary on called This Is Me. I mm-hmm. uh, shed quite a bit of light on it. Um, the place I went to is called Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs. I actually went to two of their facilities, one in Mexico, one in Augsburg, New York, on the border of Canada. Um, and, you know, these schools are very strictly regimented. They're, they're very, very uh, traumatic experiences to kids, and, and we call ourselves survivors that, that go through these schools. Um, there's a group of us on Facebook. You know, we weren't allowed to connect there or know each other's names or phone numbers or anything, but we've all found each other, or a lot of us found each other uh, online, you know, thanks to technology these days, um, where we kind of talk a little bit about in private group, you know, what we went through and have some common names of staff members that were pretty abusive uh, as far as, you know, physically, sexually, mentally towards myself and many of my other brothers and sisters that are survivors. Um, That was kind of my childhood from 11 to 17. I was bounced around between those schools, military schools, um, Catholic boarding schools, and, you know, different public and private schools around the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, after after I graduated at 17, I started college um, and had a hard head and, you know, didn't care about authority at all. I wanted to do what I wanted to do, yep. which, uh, you know, fast forward a couple of years later, wound me up in prison for distribution of uh, cocaine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's actually in prison is where I made the, the business plan, the one page business plan for the business that I currently own and operate, uh, which is called Hair Made in India. 
we B2B hair extensions, wigs, and, and hair pieces for salons, stylists, and distributors all across the world. Um, and that's been quite a journey the last six, seven years getting it started. It was definitely a lot of ups and downs. Uh, a lot of places in there where I didn't know if it was going to work. Um, I just kept with it and, uh, you know, went from selling out of my the trunk of my car and driving around from salon to salon across the country to eventually owning a showroom downtown Los Angeles across from the Staples Center. Mm-hmm. And now I have uh, upgraded that showroom to Beverly Hills, uh, you know, where we're doing wonderfully amazing. We have celebrity clientele. Uh, coming in, we have business owners all across the country flying in to do business with us as well. Uh, just couldn't be more blessed to, to have it and to have it work out the way it did. Yeah, thank you so much for, for for providing that insight, Rocky. Because I think it's it's very contextual in terms of you know you've come from rock bottom. Now you're you're the cream of the crop. You've risen to the top. So congratulations on that, um, Rocky. I'd love to. Uh, first of all, I love how you've played on the words there, hair made in India. For anybody who's who's looking at it, they might think it's made in, but it's actually maiden, and it's a really great, great name. <laughs> I love it. Um, can we just wind back a little bit? I know that you have a brother and sister. Is that correct? Yes, I do. Fantastic. Do you Are you connected with them now? Uh, what What's that side of your life look like? Yeah, 100%. Um, my, my brother and sister and I, like, I think I was kind of a not the best brother, I guess, growing up. I was pretty pretty rough and playing teasing and things like that um you know as i've gotten older you know we've, we've actually me and my brother and i chat every once in a while my sister and i just chatted a couple nights ago and we haven't spoken in a while because she's been in india mm-hmm. um but they're, they're both you know kind of had a little bit a lot of bit different of upbringing than i did mm-hmm. i was getting sent around from 11 to 17 they were at home going to school uh doing a lot more of what my parents wanted them to do um and you know my brother's a successful uh finance major and working for a corporate bank in um, New York, which he recently left to work for an amazing startup company that deals with finance. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sister has a doctorate in global mental health, and uh, she's currently uh, you know, a scientist living in India, helping out kids in, in different areas of the village out there. Very skilled, very skilled indeed. Thank you for sharing. Now, uh, given all that's happened to you, why was it that you decided to go and major in philosophy? So my original plan was I wanted to go to law school. Um, I know it happened to me as a kid, and I saw it happen. I knew it was still happening. And what I it was really idealistic. I really wanted to go to law school to fight these evil powers, mm-hmm. and you know, be, a, be an advocate for children that were going through things like this and standing up for them. Um, you know, and and I was I was on that path. And uh, you know, when I actually was accepted into a, a small tier three law school in San Diego, California, uh, California Western, I was actually in jail at that time. And um, you know, we asked a judge if I could go to school. Uh, and, you know, they, they kind of denied that and say, you know, you've been, been acting up and you got in trouble and you need to go to prison now. And, um, you know, when I was in prison, I still had thoughts of it and I wanted to do it. And I never like to say I gave up on anything because uh, I'm not really like a give up type of person. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think I started realizing that, you know, this this lifestyle of business um, is one that inadvertently I've been in since I was younger. You know, even when I was a kid, you know, anything from the lemonade stand, kid on the corner, to cutting grass, trading baseball cards, to selling Everything in illegal everything. Exactly. <laughs> everything I get my hands on to, to turn over the, the profit. Yeah. Um, and, and I really kind of just stuck with that. And then when I had had the chance after I got out of prison, um, you know, to, to do this hair business, I made one Facebook post and all my friends from high school, all the girls I used to know, like, oh, gosh, Rocky, you have hair. Like, hit us up. We want to work with you. We want to work with you. And um, I just never looked back since then. That's wonderful. Um, thank you for sharing that insight. I, I think to myself... Um, these things tend to stay with you 
Do you feel that uh, you've redeemed yourself? Do you feel like you've bounced back? And how does it affect you nowadays? It seems it, it, it could possibly be one of those, I guess, omnipresent conversations that you feel like you have to have. Is that, would that be fair? Definitely, definitely. You know, um, when, when you get stuck in the kind of lifestyle I was in, which, you know, I was addicted more than anything to lifestyle. I had my addictions to opiates, to, to drugs, to women, to partying and this and that. Mm-hmm. But the general lifestyle and identity that, that comes with it and that, that you that you kind of the street credit almost of, of looking a certain way, mm-hmm. whether, you know, some people think it's a negative or not. There are people out there that, that for lack of a better term, I guess, now kind of respect it and, and look up to it, uh, which, you know, is a whole other conversation for the state of society and some of our kids yeah. these days and young kids these days um but that's what i was caught in and um and it was it's very 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 hard because um people say you know shift your mind change your life uh which sounds very simple and it's very very true i, I know it to be true now but it's a very very hard transition to make when your when your identity is so caught up in that so for, for me it was literally leaving all that behind leaving my friends my girlfriends the music the tv yeah. the way i ate the way i treated my body all to the back and all to the end and and trying something new and kind of like just taking the leap of faith and seeing if I could create something different for my life. And as far as like your, your question about redeeming myself, um, you know, like I said, I was so caught in that identity. I thought I was, you know, who I was and I was, I was like almost proud of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I don't, I, I don't have too many regrets in my life. Maybe one of them, I think I spoke about this before is like not worrying so much about things and being able to get better. Cause no matter how bad they are at any given point, you know, time does, you know, change things, especially, when you're, when that's what you're looking for, when that's what your heart and your mind wants, that's what you put the universe, uh, the energy out to the universe in. Um, but you know, my friends and my family, even now, finally, I've heard from many of them, like Rocky man, like I'm proud of you. Excellent. And that's not really something anyone uh, could have told me. Even. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't at that point where there's not, not much to say about that for me 10 years ago. Now, this uh, this obviously comes into a question about lifestyle and what your what your days look like today. Um, but I, I, do you have children? No children. Okay, so if you did, how would you teach them differently? What would you say to them as you were bringing them up as a parent? What would be one of the first life lessons or philosophies that you might share with them if you were to have a family? Yeah, definitely. That's a huge question. Um, I went, so my parents were very uh, secretive and, and didn't mm-hmm. really tell me things. I wouldn't be like that. I would kind of put it more, in, which I mean, they, everyone teach their own, you know, everyone has their own way. Yeah. I feel like the openness and the connect, the connectedness and, you know, being real with any human soul um, is, the, is the route to go. And I think I would share the same thing with my family, uh, with my children. You know, obviously there's a certain age, like you want to wait a little bit until they can understand, you know, the, the big picture of it. Um, but to be honest, I've never thought about that question, too <laughs> deep, nor, nor I've been asked it, I don't think, you know, not for my kids in particular, uh, for kids in general, though, you know, um, for, I would definitely say, make sure you, like they say, you know, the five people closest to you are kind of going to show you what kind of person you're going to be. And I would definitely say, you know, it's your choice, but you need to pick those people very, very wisely and, uh, you know, choose who you put your energy around, um, and, and learn what, what distractions and, and what things aren't going to be you know, beneficial for the life that you want to have if you want to have a certain type of life. Yeah, and I think that, you know, through our life, uh, Rocky, you learn things and you become mature and you become a better person. So I think in turn, you'll become a great parent one day if you choose to go down that path. Now, um, given the, the, I guess, the former lifestyle that you've had, uh, I guess, uh, somewhat full of uh, substance abuse and recklessness and all the rest of it that comes with it, we know what the story is there. What does a day look like for you now from the moment that you wake up to the moment that you rest? 
Right. Yeah. So um, it used to be I used to wake up literally just to go party and wake up at nighttime, sleep mm-hmm. all day. Um, that has totally changed for me. I, I wake, I, I try to sleep and I have, you know, my days where I don't follow the routine as good as I need to. I think that's part of the balance. <laughs> yeah. Um, I generally wake up pretty early. Um, I wake up early. I, I get started you know, on my day immediately. Uh, I try my best not to use my phone or my laptop when I wake up. However, um, I am running a small business and it, we are in a crazy expansion period. So I usually like to get on my phone and, and answer as many emails and questions and texts I have from, you know, overnight and in the evening as uh, fast as I can. Um, up in, before COVID, I was going every single day to either a meditation or a yoga class. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still very, very new into yoga and meditation. I, I recognize the power of them. Um, I don't think I'm at the place where I'm, I'm just like able to, to 100% do it on my own yet. Um, and I was really, really appreciating all the classes around LA from, you know, dead meditation to evoke and peace yoga, uh, just great, beautiful place with great energies. They really, really taught me a lot about myself, life, yoga, meditation, everything. And I can't wait for them to open back up to re-implement that into my days. Um, from there, I usually go to the office, uh, my, my showroom, where I have an amazing person named Aquarius working for me there. Um, we work together. I pack up orders. I, I, I talk to clients. Um, just a little bit of back-end work. There's always stuff going on in a small business that you need to do on the back-end as far as marketing, web, and, and, you know, different things, accounting and things like that. Um, and one thing I have let go of a lot lately, I've been saying it again and again, is I want to get back to playing tennis. Oh. Um, tennis is big for me. I played since I was a kid, um, three years old. I was, you know, ranked in the, in the, in the state and had a worldwide ranking as well. Um, so, you know, implementing, you know, side of um, yoga, meditation, eating good, as well as, um, you know, the, obviously the knowledge of the business, working on it, and exercise really, really helped me a lot. On top of that, I have let go of too much of uh, the music I used to listen to, which mm-hmm. I used to, like, have earphones on and listen to pretty much all day long. I Just like anybody, I love, you know, my music and a certain type of it, um, as well as my TV shows and my movies. And I have, you know, not 100%, you know, I still here and there watch um, small episodes of, you know, things like The New Girl with My Girlfriend. It's like funny little <laughs> things like that. But um, I generally am very, very careful with how much of that I let come into my mind and my body and my energy. I like feeding myself with good stuff as much as possible. Yeah. Um, every day, every day I make a little bit of progress on a little bit of the area of different things I'm working on. And I feel like that honestly is one of the keys to happiness is small baby steps of progress every single day, you know, constant, constant moving forward. Do you find it difficult to actually just sit still and be quiet? Because I know a lot of people do find that quite quite challenging if they're very busy-minded. Yes, yes. Um, that's re- one of the reasons why I love the, the den meditation. They used to make me, they used to take my phone from me when I got in there and oh, give no. me a paper, and I'd be like, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and for the next hour, I didn't have it with me, and I was in a classroom with the lights low and the ambiance really good, and they would teach you how to quiet your mind, sit down, breathe, and, you know, have small little mantras and stuff like that they'll read out to you so i was able to do it in there very very well it's uh it's actually very very one of the one of the one of the most difficult things for me to do is to totally totally quiet my mind and and sit down um but i I am conscious of it now so yeah i do try to get to that point as much as possible thank you for sharing i i want to go back to the philosophy thing because i think it's um foundational to the structure of your life nowadays uh, from a business perspective what's your philosophy on business uh, my philosophy on business is that there's too much corporate level separation going on between people's personality or personal life and business life I truly feel like uh, we're all 
as businessmen, as entrepreneurs, as businesswomen, like we are doing business with each other and each other is the world and we're all humans. And that automation is great. Social media is great. Digital interaction is great. Uh, you know, hitting the numbers you want to hit is great as well. Um, but it's more important, in my opinion, to, to connect, to be transparent, open, and real uh, with each and every customer that you possibly can. Um, and, and that I think if we can all start to get to that level, especially on a bigger scale and corporate level, uh, be more connected with, you know, the end user, the end consumer, or each business, we do this business to business work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we start to really, really change uh, the shape of, of, of the world that way. You get to travel a, a fair bit with your your line of work, and uh, I've read through your bio and I've checked out your website, and it's just jam packed full of great content. Um, when when you're traveling, do you notice there's a difference in in cultural um, needs, and do you deal with uh, different customers differently in different places? Uh, yeah, so I'm, that's one thing about me. With all the schools I've went to and all the places I've lived, and uh, you know, like on my own, and and, and you know, when I was forced to as a child. I become very adaptable. Um, it's weird when I go to the UK and I, I start speaking, you know, with my friends from out there, my family from out there. I almost pick up a slight accent, like I start to almost mimic, like I adapt really fast. If I go back down south, my, my voice gets a little more slow and drawn out, like the country type of draw. Uh-huh. Um, New York, I'll get more fast-paced. Um, in India, I get really just one with the earth, one with nature. I feel really really a home out there. I love actually being in Southeast Asia and India. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the, the differences in cultures. I, I really, um, you know, at a young age, I've come to respect um, the fact that there's a vast, vast world out there full of different minds and, and likes and needs and wants and traditions. And that's part of the beauty of the world that we live in. There's so much out there. Now, I noticed on your website, uh, Rocky, that you have Manali tea Hair Maiden and Rocky's Rentals are they still active concerns for you? Are they are they ongoing? Yes, all three are currently ongoing. Uh, Rocky's Rentals I actually just purchased my first rental property a few weeks ago, um, so it's a little bit of a, a nerve wracking thing because it's one of the biggest I've made. Um, but I'm I'm learning about you know managing vacation rentals. I'm, I'm doing well with that. Manali Tia started quite a while ago, um, and you know sales are slow, but people love our product, and it's a heartfelt product. It's the the slogan for Manali Tea is that we wish to change the way the world deals with their pain mm-hmm. one cup of tea at a time. Um, and, you know, it's an it's a introductory CBD product just to let people know that this is a non-psychoactive substance. Of course. And a little bit of informational knowledge to let them know that, you know, CBD is a good, you know, uh, method to deal with small amounts of anxiety, pain, depression, things like that. And then, um, you know, of course, Hair Made in India is full speed ahead right now. We're doing amazingly um, and we're continuing to scale and grow every day. So, Rocky, tell us a little bit about how um, COVID has changed the way that you do business and interact with clients. Are you are you seeing that you're moving more towards online? What's it doing to your business? Um, so, quick disclaimer on that: like, I, I really I hope no one is hurt or you know by by COVID. I don't want to see anyone sick or hurt ever. Mm-hmm. Um, however, for me, I'm actually quite grateful for for what happened with COVID in a lot of ways. It really has helped me grow and shift my business into different areas and levels. Um, e-com is definitely one of them. Uh, we do a, quite a bit of retail on e-com, um, but not only that, it's helped me move away from the downtown location, kind of Beverly Hills, implement an appointment system where um, our days are much more organized and structured with clients coming in by appointment. Um, and you know, I've seen about a 400% increase in e-com sales during that time. A lot of my competition, uh, for some reason, um, you know, stopped selling or stopped working in the business or I'm not sure what they did exactly if they shifted, you know, patterns, but a lot of those 
clients have came to me and I mean, obviously as a business owner, I've welcomed them with open arms. And, um, you know, I've still seen people, I'm, I'm a small business owner uh, and I don't have, you know, 20 people coming in my store at one time. It was one by one appointment only. Um, and back then when COVID first started in a live work loft of downtown Los Angeles. So I was legally within my rights to do that as long as I followed certain protocol as well, mm -hmm. uh, which I did. And, um, you know, I continued doing business. I continued allowing these business owners that had their salons shut down um, and still needed to get to do work and to at least create wig pieces or create different things at home and then ship them to their clients. I, I gave them the opportunity to come see me, pick and touch and feel the part they needed uh, and take it back and work on that at home even during this, this last six six months of the crazy year that we've had. Now, you mentioned, uh, we spoke about earlier, Rocky, about your love of interacting with people and that business is essentially people working with people, helping people. Um, but that being said, there must be a level of, I guess, uh, systems and, and automation in your businesses. Otherwise, maybe it would be a little difficult to, to uh, I guess, scale. Uh, what are your plans in that side of your business? So I'm actually just partnered with a really cool company called HubSpot. Um, they're a pretty expensive software that really, it's a CRM that helps you manage in, in your incoming traffic and flow. And I've interviewed five to 10 different companies the past year and a half thinking about, you know, when am I going to implement a CRM? Um, however, I never needed to before because I wasn't scaling as much. I'm one of those guys that no level of a genius at all, but I remember my clients' names. I remember their orders. Um, even to this day with thousands of clients, I still remember them. Like you can, my assistant can call me and say, you know, hey, did Rosalind come in last week? But yeah, I remember Rosalind Burns, right? Mm -hmm. I remember their last as well. Um, there, so I do have a little bit, like I have HubSpot, MailChimp, drip campaigns, um, obviously the marketing on the back end. Uh, but I answer my phone 24-7. I answer text messages 24-7. Mm -hmm. um, and one thing I'm dealing with B2B clients, you know, a lot of business owners, as far as retail goes, goes the website is developed and made enough uh, for them to pretty easily navigate and check out. And our credibility is enough out there where I wouldn't have to hand walk all of them through it. Um, however, um, you can ask, you know, my friends, my family, my girlfriend, uh, any of my clients, I'm one of the most successful people's I know even a lot of people I know don't answer the phone as much, but I'm here, I'm available and I put myself out there and I love doing what I do. When I get tired, um, I forward my calls to Miranda and I say, Hey, I need a day. I need a couple hours. Yeah. And I take it. I take it. And then when I'm back, I go back full speed. I catch up with everything I need to catch up with. I contact everyone again. Um, and life flows nice and easy. Even when I went to Bali this year in February, um, you know, I was able to really balance it. I didn't bring my laptop the first time since I started my business. So I didn't travel with my laptop. And um, I had my assistant Miranda, who's a friend of mine since college, uh, handling everything for me. And you know, when I got back, I had 40, 50 calls to catch up on, emails. It took me a day or two, and I was caught back up. My clients were happy, uh, and everything flowed nice and easily. And that's kind of how I continue to want to scale here in India with implementing this CRM. Uh, and I only work with and hire people on my team that are very aligned with um, myself, my team, uh, having similar paths and backgrounds where they have. They understand the, the difficulties in life and they, they understand that they can create their own life using their business, using a business model and working with, you know, a, a business that's looking to kind of nourish and cherish that model within themselves as well. You, you do a bit of speaking work, is that correct? Uh, so I've just started doing these podcasts the last couple months. Mm -hmm. um, the eventual goal with that is I do want to be traveling and, uh, you know, speaking to children at schools, uh, mm -hmm. adults in prison business owners and, and, and people that are looking for inspiration, motivation, 
uh, anything of sort of the sort above, uh, you know, and basically sharing my experience uh, with them through that. And uh, I am a baby at this right now. I haven't really done it, you know, the, the last two months, like I said. Uh, but it's actually very healing and powerful for me as well. So I'm really enjoying it. No, it's fantastic. It's great to see you getting on the front foot, Rocky. It's, it's a credit to you. Now, um, people often disconnect their past. They want to hide it away and put it in the closet. When you speak with people that are come, up and coming and they, they know that they've got a spark about themselves, they just can't put their finger on it. What would be the, the way that you would bring that out? Would you put pen to paper? Would you record yourself speaking? Would you get on podcasts? What would you recommend And if you were to work with somebody like that? So uh, that's definitely a great question. And, and for me, the only way I can kind of give, I don't like to give advice or anything unless it's based on my experience. Mm -hmm. From my experience, it took me first. Um, you know, my parents don't want me to talk about anything I'm talking about right now. They're very like traditional hush hush. Yeah. This is in the past. My ex-wife even, you know, forget about it, move on, don't think about it. Uh, for me, it took disconnecting from all that outside chatter. Um, you know, the advice or opinions of others, um, anything. And to start to feed myself with positivity, uh, from YouTube and podcasts, uh, you know, like this. Uh, and then, you know, when I started actually making posts, I was scared I would lose business. And I told myself, you know, if I can't be myself, if I can't share my story, if I can't talk openly about it, then, you know, what am I really doing? Mm -hmm. You know, am I, or is this something I really want to do? Um, and I took a leap of faith and said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to start talking about it. I don't, I don't feel right not telling my clients, you know, Hey, I'm a convicted felon and I'm going to work my ass off for you all this time here. Um, and, and, it's scary, you know, to leave a faith, but it works. And if you have, if you feel like you have a spark about you, if you, you feel like you've been through a past that, you know, is, has been traumatic to you and you, you have a, a story you can share, um, I encourage you to, to maybe try those steps, like take a step back, disconnect, get to know yourself a little bit, meditate, relax, chill, be alone. I was always scared to be alone. Mm -hmm. COVID actually helped me with that quite a bit, uh, being alone. Um, I went through a phase where I was crying every day, sitting on the couch, pulling my hair out not knowing what to do. And I remember even six months ago, like being so worried about, you know, what I was going to do. And looking back now, I can kind of smile and just say, see Rocky, like if you, the one thing you, I say, I, I only, one thing I regret is I wish I didn't worry about so much uh, things in the future that were when I was in the past, because everything does work itself out. And when you have good positive energy, good intention, and you're putting yourself out there, in my opinion, I don't think you can go wrong with whatever it is that you do do. And I think that you will just continue to grow and find your own path from there. There's been some amazing, amazingly, um, um, I guess, successful superstars across the world who have had um, interesting pasts, let's say it. Um, in all of this, Rocky, I can see a book. Are you ever going to put pen to paper and bring something out? Because I think it's going to be a pretty powerful story. I'm actually putting pen to paper uh, right now. So Fantastic. it's uh, definitely a work in the progress. I hope to be releasing something sooner than that, which was all the journals that I wrote from childhood and from prison time. Uh, it's going to be called something along the lines of Meditations of a Prisoner. And I actually just got my father to send me all those journals uh, Thursday, this last Thursday. Um, so I have them all here now. I'm just putting them together chronologically. And I plan on you know getting that out soon before I actually release uh, the book that I'm writing currently, uh, you know, detailing all the all the stuff I went through from my childhood time until now, and how I was actually able to get to the point on that now. The My Future Business Show loves book authors, so when that comes out, be sure to let us know and, and uh, come back and talk to us about it. Love to have you back on now. If you were to start over in business again, Rocky, from the very scratch point right now, what would your next business be? Got any ideas? 
Yeah, um, I, I mean, I'm kind of doing that with the vacation rental thing. The real estate, mm -hmm. I, I really, really am aligned with that. I'm, I'm bringing the same thing into that business, which is the very good connectedness to my renters. I'm going to reach out to them directly. I have, there's one in there right now. She has my direct contact. Anything, if anything uh, is an issue, she wants, she can call me directly. Um, I think the next thing besides that for me uh, is going to be a nonprofit to help out cancer, breast cancer survivors and other cancer survivors that are mm -hmm. losing their hair and use Hair Made in India to allow, you know, uh, them to have their hair back. Um, the industry currently right now that works with those people, I've seen a little bit of research on it. They charge a, a very, very steep fee for these wigs they make and they're not good quality. Um, so I'd like to be able to come out there and really provide some happiness and some joy to those people. And uh, my assistant, Rand, is actually working on that. In the back end as well, we have a lot going on, but it, that's one of the one of the big things on the horizon for us, right there. It's a you know that particular industry. You know, historically, you see all this uh, these questions about how good a quality are they are, how well they fit. It's come a long way, hasn't it? That industry. Tell us a little bit more about that. Leaps and bounds. I mean, uh, even when I first started six seven years ago, um, just the just the amount of, of knowledge that's out there that the people are starting to finally pick up on and understand has increased so much, you know, unfortunately you still have a lot of people out there manipulating the market, which I believe is probably in any industry or any business that you're in. Mm -hmm. uh, however, there are a lot of um, people that are actually putting their best foot forward, especially a lot of the girls I work with that really take the time to inform people and show people uh, what it is that, you know, is good quality, what they need. And the next step beyond that is the stylist. I, I am blessed to know some stylists that are just crazy, crazy, amazing with their hands. They can, they can literally create the pieces and wigs and, 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 and styles that, that men and women both, you know, want exactly for them. And, and those stylists are literally all over the world. Uh, but, you know, they, they are definitely masters of their crafts um, and can, you know, kind of do whatever they want to do with the product I give them because I make sure I provide them with a, a high quality raw material. Now, I'm pretty sure we could have an entire podcast on on fitment, on material selection, and, and so on and so forth, but I think we'll leave that for another time. Now, Rocky, uh, most importantly, um, at this point of the, the, the show, I'd love to give you the opportunity to share with people how they might find find you if they want to work with you. Definitely, 100%. So um, once again, as I said before, I am a, I'm a real person. I, I answer my phones directly. Mm -hmm. uh, my direct contact number is 228 five nine six five six seven eight my website is rockycandola.com that's r-o-c-k-y k-a-n-d-o-l-a.com uh, my business is named hair made in india all of that can be found on my website as well and if you just google rocky Singh candola i'm pretty much one of the only ones out there so you'll find the whole background and history on me pretty easily. I'm, I'm very easy to find and very easy to reach. Fantastic. Thank you so very much, Rocky, for sharing some insights into your life and your journey as it as it happens to get to this point today. I wish you all the very best for your future. And for everybody who's on the, on the show with me today, I'll be making the links back to Rocky and all of his ventures at rockycandola.com. And in closing, Rocky, thank you so very much for spending some time with me on the My Future Business Show today. Thank you, Rick. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the call, then make sure to subscribe, leave a comment, share us with your friends, and book your spot on the show at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. And if you're looking for solutions that will help grow your business, then visit myfuturebusiness.com forward slash shop.